we think this is phony. It is something that is going to try to push them through the election so they can continue to practice their bias. And they're going to be hopeful that the concern over this will just go away and they can continue to censor or to practice their biases. Hello, everyone. I'm Brandon Lewis, founder of the Tennessee Conservative, the volunteer state's largest conservative news outlet. Today, U.S. Senator Marsha Blackburn joins us to talk about big tech censorship and the Biden administration's bad faith attempt to use Title IX to force more sexual corruption into our already struggling government schools. Senator, thank you for coming here to talk to us. Uh, Good to be with you. Republican voters, right as they're heading to the polls. So you've been on the warpath about deliverability specifically and big tech censorship in emails. Um, talk about what's going on with that and maybe give some of our listeners tips on how they can get messages from uh, candidates like you and news outlets like us. Yes. And as you know, I've put a lot of attention the past few years on Section 230 and the censorship that big tech does, whether it is a conservative organization, a news outlet like you, your church, your pro-life group, everyone has seen this censorship. And as we've worked on this issue, we realized that it also extended to political candidates with their email. We knew it was happening when it comes to Google search and how they prioritize information and things they put at the top of the newsfeed on Facebook and Twitter and how they will ban or shadow ban. But what we found out was it is also in your email. And what Google has been doing is specifically this. If you're a Democratic candidate or campaign and you have people sign up to get your campaign information, that goes to your inbox right there with all of your Gmail. But if you're a Republican campaign, guess where those emails end up? They're the not in hell or spam folder. <laughs> yes, the spam folder, junk, clutter, and they don't go out in a timely manner. And so we realized we were hearing from people and realizing that this was happening. And people would say, you know, in my campaign, we sent something out, but we found out only 25% of it actually hit the inboxes. And the rest of it was going to spam or clutter or junk. And they would hear from people who said, oh, I just got this notice that you were having an event. Or, oh, my goodness, it, you're at election day. I'm so sorry. I didn't know you had reached out and were needing some financial help. So those were the kind of things that we were hearing and it became apparent that this was a trend. So we kind of got in behind Google a little bit on this, uh, actually quite a lot. And now they've decided they'll do something about it. And it is going to be to do an, an advisory council that will do an advisory opinion on how they should handle this. They're going to work with uh, this 
Google Advisory Council and the Federal Election Commission. But we think this is phony. It is something that is going to try to push them through the election so they can continue to practice their bias. And they're going to be hopeful that the concern over this will just go away and they can continue to censor or to practice their biases. But we're not buying it. We know that it is these uh, algorithms, it is artificial intelligence, and it is also the content moderators who are practicing this bias. Well, this might, you might find this of interest. Uh, we did a survey. We got 1,600 Republican primary voters in Tennessee to respond to it on social media censorship. 82% said that they had been personally censored online. 99% said that they felt it would impact uh, Republicans in the upcoming race. Uh, and 99% said they wish the Tennessee General Assembly would do something which would protect you and, um, and um, I'm sorry, I'm drawing a blank here, Desjardins. Uh, it would help Mark Green. All the all the federal delegation mm -hmm. could have been protected right. by House Bill 2369. Uh, we had some rhinos, Hazelwood, Vaughn, and Manis voted against it, and then it died in the budget committee. Y'all could have state protection uh, for your emails and deliverability, and we lost it because we didn't have 100 grand uh, to protect free speech in Tennessee. Now, we had a billion for uh, corporate welfare, but we did not have 100 grand to protect free speech in Tennessee, so I'm hope hopefully... Uh, we can get McNally, Lee, and Sexton to be as worried about this as you are, because uh, we had stuff going, and we had Bo Watson carrying it in the Senate, and it died. Uh, it died. Senator, talk well, about... Yeah, and, you know, the thing is, this is why you need a federal law that deals with Section 230 reforms, and it is why there needs to be holding big tech accountable. It's also why you need a federal privacy standard because uh, you have to be able to allow people to decide how they're going to opt in. And you have to have these various social media platforms recognize that. So that federal preemption needs to be there. And that is what I'm working to make happen with the Section 230 reforms, with the Open App Market Act, with the federal privacy bill so that consumers have the ability to control what they see and hear and what they're able to say in the virtual space. I agree. And it, it just drives me crazy. We can't get it done at the state level, but hopefully y'all can get something done at the federal level. Um, because it, the thing that kills me about it in closing on this, this is in the interest of Republican candidates. I don't know why Republicans are like dinosaurs when it comes to technology. Like this has been a problem for Two or three, five, ten years. I mean, we and we we have not addressed it. Uh, hopefully, um, we're going to see that in Tennessee, maybe one of our presidential candidate can't even get a Facebook account for the love of God. And this would have fixed it. We couldn't get it through, at least in Tennessee. But there are bigger fish to fry federally. Well, hopefully, we'll get it done at the federal level and have that federal so. preemption. And uh, that is certainly my goal. We'll try to try to help me up in Nashville. Just just send a couple of text messages and say, hey, I've been working on this. Guys, we need your help. We need your money. I get emails from people all the time. And they say, hey, can you do a, 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 deep, a deep dive into who's running for dog catcher in Rutherford County? Hey, can you chase this really obscure story? Hey, why don't y'all do this? Why don't you do that? And I go open up the record 
and I can see if they've given or not. And almost always, the people that complain, piss, whine, and moan are folks that do not take and put their money where their mouth is, do not take and put their time where their mouth is to make difference. They complain on Facebook and they send emails around, but when it comes time to actually knock on a door, make a phone call, donate, show up to an event, contact their legislators, you can't find these folks, and it's the reason we only have two conservative news outlets in Tennessee. There's not as much demand for it as there should be. Now listen, I want you to be the exception. If you're hearing the sound of my voice and you've not given to the Tennessee conservative and you like our content, shame on you. Give. I'm going to, I just put an old-fashioned guilt trip here. It's ridiculous. People, I want this, I want that. Well, did you give any? No. Man, the, the church, the church pews need recovering. When's the last time you tithe? Well, I don't do that. You know, I just show me being here is good enough. If you like your nonprofit organization, if you like your church, if you like your community, if you like conservative values, then by golly, you got to give. It's that simple. I'm just not going to call a spade a spade. That's what we do here at the Tennessee Conservative. Now listen, when you give, we will send you this proud Tennessee Conservative bumper sticker. We'll also send you a Don't California uh, My Tennessee bumper sticker. And if you give $50 or more, you will get this proud Tennessee Conservative tumbler. Now listen, if you are one of these uh, liberal moles, uh, trolls, that are, that are on our feed that like to basically just harass us all the time, which is all well and good. If you would, would take this, if you give $50, just, just think about it. If you gave $50 to our publication, you could get this. And if you put any beverage in here and you drank it, I, I think you would be red-pilled. I think you would immediately see things logically and reasonably. Uh, you would have policies that work, and you would be able to help us preserve our republic and our state. I'm just saying. So if you're out there and you're a left-winger, $50. I know liberals give liberally and, and conservatives give conservatively. I live that every day. So maybe I just need to start appealing to the lefters out there. I mean, I, maybe just the law of averages, it'd work out better. So if you're a left-leaning troll and you want to make sure that our publication stays around so that you control us forever, please do give $50 and we will send you this proud Tennessee conservative tumbler. And no matter what donation you is $50 or more or a $10 recurring donation or more, and we'll send you this directory that's about to change, hopefully with less rhinos and more patriots on it, of all your legislative folks up in Nashville. Enough begging and shaming. Let's move on. So talk about how the Biden administration, switching gears here, is trying to use, and we've been reporting on this extensively uh, at our publication in Tennessee schools. They're trying to use Title IX in order to force schools to further sexualize our kids. Uh, we, our kids in Tennessee, only a third of them can read and write. Uh, at grade level, but we've got all these shenanigans with CRT and and all kinds of sexualization going on in our schools. We just covered something about it in Blunt County uh, just the other day, uh, actually today in, in our newsletter. Uh, what's going on with that? Uh, I know there's been some lawsuits with some AGs, et cetera. Uh, what can we hope to see come out of this? Yes, and indeed, keeping Title IX for girls and women. I I've got to tell you, Women's sports should be for women. And this is something that we've worked on. We push back on the NCAA and the way they have allowed biological males into female sports. We have pushed for Title IX. The Biden administration actually came out on the 50th anniversary, the day of the 50th anniversary celebration of Title IX and said they were going to change Title IX. And what they're pushing for is to include gender identity. And I was talking with an athlete earlier today and they said, you know, what you're going to end up with is men's sports 
and co-ed sports. Those are going to be the two categories, but you're not going to have women's sports if they don't change this and if they don't stop this push. But this is one of the reasons it is so imperative that we take the House and the Senate when the November elections roll around. We have got to be sure that we fire Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer so that we can stop some of this. We have to be sure that we're able to protect girls and women and women's sports. I agree. I heard that Nancy was was going to Taiwan, but I think I misheard her. She really said she was going to Taiwan on. But uh, moving on to the next question, uh, Tennessee is facing the worst illegal immigration crisis in our history. You know, what are you seeing at the federal level? I get pictures from readers with busloads of illegal immigrants being dropped off at Social Security offices and then loaded back up. Uh, every piece of illegal immigration reform got killed in the Tennessee uh, House and Senate this year. The only thing we could we could do in, in Tennessee was to give illegal aliens professional licenses, which is just another magnet. People are screaming for reform at the state and federal level. Um, we, we can't get any at the federal level right now, uh, but we were hoping for some at the state. It failed. Uh, the, the Chamber of Commerce and NFIB did not like it because uh, it would it would hurt them, uh, I suppose, maybe cost them a little bit of money. And so now we're looking at a, an opportunity at the federal level to, to do some things. What do you think we can hope for over the next two well, years? The first thing we've got to do is secure the border. And with 200,000 illegal aliens coming across that open southern border in June alone, this is something that people are beginning to say, hey, wait a minute, something's got to be done. So we're going to continue to push for that building the wall is item number one. The Border Patrol has been saying for three decades that they need the wall. And President Trump said, let's build that wall. And we started on that wall and made great progress on that. And now some on the other side of the aisle are beginning to say, you know what, we do need that wall, whether it's Arizona or Texas, they're beginning to talk about going back and building that wall. The second thing that we need to do is make certain that Remain in Mexico is put back in place and that we keep Title 42. That would require individuals to stay out of the country until their asylum claims are heard. And then Next, we need to be sure that local law enforcement has the tools they need to deal with these cartels, the drug dealers, the gangs, and the human traffickers that are driving up crime in our local communities. And we see this all across the state. We see it all across the country. And until they secure that southern border, every town's a border town, every state is a border state. Well, I want to thank you for coming on here. Sure, uh, happy to join you. Thanks you for a, having me on. You do a fantastic job of representing uh, conservative thought all over the nation. I appreciate the, you don't have to work as hard getting the message out as you do. And I, I know the amount of appearances you make to get the conservative message out there. Sometimes yeah. we're a little muddled on our message. You're one of the best in the nation. I appreciate you for what you do. Oh, thank you so much. Delighted to join you. Take care. Bye-bye now.
Take care. Well, guys, if you've enjoyed this interview, uh, please do go to TennesseeConservativeNews.com. You can see more programs like this one and also go to wherever you download your podcasts and search for Tennessee Conservative and give us a five-star review. It really helps. Until next time, I'm Brandon Lewis with the Tennessee Conservative signing off.